Goliath takes a stone to the face, sending the shield bearer and the Philistine army into full-blown panic mode. But David was not satisfied with having Goliath simply knocked out lying on the ground. What does this have to do with us and overcoming the really big problems in our life? I'm Pastor Jason Marnett, and this is the Dirt Passer Sermon Podcast. of how do I overcome really big problems in my life? We see other people do it, they make it look easy. But when we come up to problems on our own, when we come up with struggles on our own, we, we can't seem to find the strength to keep going. So we ask ourselves, how do I overcome really big problems in my life? And so far we've had three answers. The first one was, uh, don't let fear cripple you. When the giant comes screaming and, and calling your names, calling you out and calling your God out, don't let fear of him cripple you. The second answer, don't lose confidence. The third one, don't try and be somebody else. God created you to be you, so you fight that giant as you. His spirit will make up the difference where you fall short. But there's still one more piece to this answer. That's what we're going to look at today. So 1 Samuel 17 verses 41 through 51. It says this, The Philistine came on and drew near to David with his shield bearer in front of him. When the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. The Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the wild animals of the field. But David said to the Philistine, You come to me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This very day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. I will give the bodies of the Philistine army this very day to the birds of the air, to the wild animals of the earth, so that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord does not save by sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into, into our hand. When the Philistine drew near to meet David, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. David put his hand in his bag, took out a stone and slung it, and struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, striking down the Philistine and killing him. There was no sword in David's hand. Then David ran and stood over the giant. He grasped his sword, drew it out of its sheath, and killed him. 
and then cut off his head with it. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So, one thing I've learned from studying the Bible, when there is a big build-up to a battle scene, I'm talking like Rick goes on for chapters, and it's building up the hype, like it's going to be an epic battle. Just know that the climax part of that story is not going to last very long. We've gone through this entire chapter almost studying this story of David and Goliath, and the actual battle where these two fight square off is two verses. There's this huge buildup, and then this little battle. And if you really look at the Bible as a whole, right? The whole Bible is the story of Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. Genesis tells us of how sin wrecked God's creation. Revelation tells us how Jesus is going to come back and set things right again. And there's this whole buildup throughout the Bible. But the final battle that takes place between good and evil, how big is it? Two verses. That tells you how, how little chance the enemies of God stand against God. But anyway, so David, he's, got, he's, he's not dressed in the typical battle armor. He's out there as a shepherd boy, carrying the weapons of a shepherd boy. And he comes up to Goliath, and Goliath's like, fee-fi-fo-fum, here I am. And he sees this little shepherd boy carrying a stick. And he's like, am I a dog? Am I, am I just like a, 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 dog, a little beast that you're going to come at me with a stick? Which is kind of ironic, because remember earlier in the story, what does David say? When he sees Goliath, he's like, man, I've fought lions and bears. I've killed other beasts before. I can take on this punk. So in some ways, yeah, David was like, yeah, I think of you as a beast. And I'm going to take you down like one. But anyway, Goliath, he's, he's kind of insulted. He's this mighty champion, nine foot tall. And he's thinking, and here, here this army of Israel, I call out for their best champion. They're going to send me this little shepherd boy. Come on, get real. And he essentially says, I am going to wipe the floor with you. I'm going to beat you so bad that the birds are going to just eat you up as food. That's how bad I'm going to pound you. That tends to be how bullies are, right? They like to talk a big game. That tends to be how the problems in our life are, right? They, they tend to try it. They scare us. They frighten us. They make us shrink back in fear. But how many times do we come up against that problem and realize it really wasn't as big as we thought it was? But anyway, so Goliath, he's feet by foe fumming. And David, he's had enough. He's like, you know, I've had enough of your mouth, guy. I stand. Before, you might come out here with, with your little, your little fancy weapons, your little fancy garbage can armor. But I'm here in the name of God, and none of that's going to matter. He says, "I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to dump you on the ground like a bum." And he, he, he proceeds to say, "It's not me you're fighting. It's not me you've upset. You've upset the God of the armies of Israel, and He's going to fight and defend Himself, and He's going to use me." The time for the battle draws near. And so verse 48 tells us the Philistine drew near to David. But David 
Notice what David does. David doesn't like stand back and kind of survey the situation. No, David in his confidence, it says he ran quickly to meet him. He's not going to let the Goliath get the drop on him. He's going to take it right to him. He's going to show him, hey, I'm not afraid of you. I, I said, I'm going to drop you like a bum and I'm going to drop you like one. So he gets his sling out. He starts spinning around. And I misquoted you guys last week. I told you they could sling those stones at 60 miles an hour. They actually could get upwards of 100. So he's slinging that thing around. He lets that rock go. Last little shield bearer standing there in front of him. And the rock leaves that sling going 100 miles an hour. And it goes over that shield bearer's head. He thought, oh, man, I'm out of job. They didn't chain me for this. And that rock hits Goliath square in the face. And he goes from fee-fi-fo-fumming to being beat like a drum. He's laying there on the ground. Now, I did ask Facebook this week what they thought happened to the shield bearer. You know, he kind of disappears from this point in the story. Some of them say he probably, he probably said, turned around and said, run. Right? Let's get out of here. Goliath's down. We're going to have to actually fight now. Let's leave. One commentator actually said, you know, maybe Goliath fell on him and squished him. Who knows? All I know is this. When David, after David drops the giant, that shield bearer is nowhere to be found because David runs right, right up to him, takes that sword and uses it to chop off Goliath's own head. David doesn't start off with the sword in his hand, but he ends up the the, 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 the weapon of his enemy in his in his. So what, what, what is this passage saying to us? How, how is it helping us answer that question? How do I overcome the really big problems in my life? There's got to come a moment where you actually got to deal with the problem. You can't hide from it. You got to have some courage. You can have all the board meetings you want. You can discuss all the strategies you want, but at some point, you're going to have to get your boots on and your battle rattle on. You're actually going to have to fight. And when that time comes, there's no use in being scared. There's no use in standing there afraid. You've been, you've been getting ready for this moment your entire life. All the discussions you've had, all the advice you sought, you've been preparing. All the times you've prayed and asked God to show you the way. The time is to fight is now. And David recognized that and he ran headlong into it. And what happens? He trusts God. Even despite all the giants loud mouth talking, all the big scary weapons, despite, the, despite all the doubts of his fellow countrymen, because if you notice at the end of uh, verse 47, he, he stops talking to the Philistines about what God's going to do. Notice he turns towards the people of Israel. He says, I'm going to show you Philistines what my God can do. I'm going to remind my people, the Israelites, this is what my God can do. So despite the doubts of the giant and the giant making fun of him, like a, you know, make, and, and his own countrymen not believing in, in what God could do through him, David kept pressing forward anyway. But that's not the biggest takeaway from this story. 
that, that's not that's not the, the complete answer that we're searching for of how does this help me overcome really big problems. Most of you guys know I'm a pretty big Colts fan, right? I like me some Colts football. I'm not too happy right now because I'm not playing very good. But I'm praying for him because God cares about who, who wins football games, right? He really does. But back in the... Oh, 2006, 2007, we had a coach by the name of Tony Dungy. And he has a great book on leadership. It's called Quiet Strength. And the year we won the Super Bowl, which was 2007. Is that right? 2007. And the, the season before, they had, just, they, had, they had lost in the playoffs again to the same old team. They were discouraged. And as a matter of fact, I think they were even ahead for a little while in that game and kind of blew the chance. But that offseason, as Tony Dungy was preparing the team, he told them, it's not enough to get the giant down on the ground. When you get that giant down on the ground, you've got to grab his sword and you've got to take his head off. It's not, it's not good enough just to get the giant laying down beneath your feet. No, you've got to actually finish him off. All those 90 kids, we remember the game Mortal Kombat, right? At the end of, the game, at the end of your match on there, what did it tell you? Finish him! You gotta finish them off. Because if you don't take, if you don't finish that problem up, it's gonna grow back again. You're gonna have to deal with it a second time. If there's anything worse than dealing with a problem the first time, it's dealing with the same problem a second time. Take care of it the first time. Actually finish it off. That's right, nip it in the bud. That's our answer. How do I overcome really big problems? First, you got, you got, like I said, don't lose, don't, don't let fear cripple you. Don't lose confidence. Don't try and be somebody else. But above all else, don't just settle for living with your problem. So many times in our Christian lives, we settle for just simply living the thing with the things we're struggling with. We say, well, you know what? I know Jesus loves me. I know God's all powerful. I know God can heal me. I know God can do it. But when it actually comes to it, it's so much easier for us to just say, you know what, I, I, I'm just going to live with this. I can handle it. I can deal with it. But in actuality, God's word tells us he's come to set you free and to set you free indeed. When Jesus came and died on that cross, it wasn't just to forgive you of your sin. That was part of it. That was step one in God's plan. But God's full plan for dealing with sin in our lives was to completely take the giant's head off. Jesus died, yes, but he rose again so we could be free from sin. To completely dismantle the enemy. So it wouldn't be a problem for us again. So if you're living with, with sin in your life, and you keep, you're struggling with how to overcome it, I'm here to tell you this morning, God doesn't want you to just live with it. God says, give it to me and I will heal you. Give it to me and I will set you free. If you're struggling with an addiction, stop just saying, I, I can live with it. It's not that big of a deal. No, admit what it is and say, God, I need your help. I need to get this giant on the ground and I need to get rid of it for good. And guess what? God has the power and he can do it. If you're living in a broken situation and you know you need to leave, but you're too scared, you're too afraid. Understand, just living with it is not going to help you. It's not going to change anything. 
No, God wants you to get out of there. He will give you the strength to get out of there. He'll give you the strength to get on your feet. He'll send people to help you. He's going to help you completely defeat that giant and be free from it. But we have to have the faith. We have to believe that our God is the God who says he is. We have to be like David and say, you know what? I know this giant's talking a big game. I know he's big, he's ugly, and he's scary. But he is no match for my God. He is no match for the armies of God. We've been uh, working through the book of Revelation for a while now, haven't we, Larry? <laughs> it's a 22-chapter book, and we're on week 45 of our study. And what struck me this week, and Larry, this is, this is, this is a freebie for later. This is a little sneak peek. We're talk, tonight we, we're studying when, when, when Jesus comes on the white horse and descends into creation. And has that standoff with the, with the beast and the false prophet. And, and it says when Jesus comes down, the armies of heaven are coming with him. But as you read the text and you pay attention, you'll notice something. No one in the army is armed but Jesus. Nobody in the armies of heaven is carrying any weaponry but Jesus. And the weapon Jesus is carrying is the word of his mouth. And with one word, that battle is over. And that's the same God who is fighting for you on your side. He doesn't need, he does, he doesn't need our help, but guess what? He loves us enough. He, he considers us worthy to be his servants, to be his instruments. To participate in his glory. But you and I, for us to achieve and overcome our really big problems, we have to trust and believe our God is who he says he is. And we have to believe that we are his children. So what, where are you at? Do you believe? Do you have that kind of faith? That's the kind of faith that just changes lives. Dear God, I thank you for the truth of your word. I thank you for the story of David and Goliath. And all the things that it teaches us. Lord, we re we've read this story, some of us, so many times. And it's easy to glance over the details and, and not pay attention to what it is you're trying to say to us. But I pray today, God, that this story reminds us of who you are and what you can do. It reminds us of your power. It also reminds us of who we are. We are your children, God. You love us. You have a plan for us. But you're not going to send us out to face the obstacles alone. You're going to send your spirit with us to overcome any obstacle that comes our way. And God, would you give us the faith to believe? Would you give us the, the trust to take the steps that we need to take? And would you give us the courage so when we get the giant on the ground, to not just settle for living with it, but actually finish the giant off. But God, we can't do it alone. The only way we can do it is through your might and your power. God, would you would you bless us with your spirit? In your name I pray. Amen. Well, God bless you. I think that's all we got, right? Alright. Well, thank you all for coming out. May, uh, may the that surpasses all understanding may it go with you today and sustain you with whatever challenge you face.
Here is this week's 30-second takeaway. You know the problems I'm talking about. I'm not talking about terminal diseases or uh, some of those things that the only way they're going to be healed is by being fully in the presence of God. What I'm talking about is those problems that we have faced and we've just grown accustomed to. And in some ways, maybe even stop noticing because they've just always been there. But I'm here to tell you, God wants to just more than help you live with it. God wants to help you defeat and overcome those problems. But you and I, we have to have the faith to believe. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dirt Pass Sermon Podcast. It was recorded live at the Greensburg Church of the Nazarene, located at 31 Bluebird Lane in Greensburg, Kentucky. Thank you to Buzzsprout for hosting this week's episode. And please be sure, no matter what app you're using to listen to this podcast, that you uh, please subscribe and share this episode with somebody you know.